Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, I'm Jason, and I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon. You should do the same, because the world just needs more GXG to make it a better place. Just go to genxgrownup.com Patreon to donate to the cause. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this episode 135 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me always, of course, is Mo. Hey, everybody. Would not be a show without George. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we hit the theater for a black comedy horror film that just might ruin your appetite. <laughs> Try out a simple piece of tech to help you get all those chargeable gadgets under control and explore the latest release from Atari that's not a game, but is a game, but it also kind of isn't a game. Uh, look, huh? we'll explain that. <laughs> <laughs> and many, many more topics a little later in the show. I, I gotta we're say, starting we're starting off wonderfully I, right after the break. I know after our break, we're just perplexing everybody. <laughs> what is it? We took a we took a month off, which is two recording sessions, which is probably about five hours cumulatively, cumulatively recording that we would have had practice. You want to say that again one more time? Cumulatively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm lucky I said it once. I'm not gonna try to say it again. <laughs> yeah, we, we took some time off in November. Uh, we ran some rewinds, which were well received. But remember, back in the saddle. And uh, again, I, right before we started recording, I'm like, what do I say? How do I start the show? Oh, yeah, I had to remember. <laughs> but before we get into all those topics and we explain ourselves and I try to say cumulatively again later, time for the fourth <laughs> listener email. Fourth listener this time around is Kat. That's Kat with a K who wrote us over on Facebook. And here's what Kat had to say. Just recently listened to the roller skating rink episode. Really fun. Thanks, Kat. <laughs> I spent very little time in roller rinks as a child, just went to birthday party or two in the early 80s, but I loved skating and borrowed my friend's pair as much as possible. The borrowed from friend roller skates were so cool. They were the colorful sneaker kind, and I coveted them. <laughs> Those ones like no ankle support, right? Right. Yeah, they just look <laughs> oh, like yeah. regular sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. My skating while using these things occurred on a New Jersey boardwalk, thumbs up, <laughs> and on a very bumpy sidewalk, thumbs down. 
<laughs> All the experience. It's about as simple as it gets to tell you what kind of experience you're going to have on a <laughs> My different terrain. My have plenty of memories of that same type of activity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's the boardwalk, and then you get, you get to the, the all the little planks, and you get the plank that's <laughs> like <laughs> it's a little higher than the rest, and you nearly go head over heels. I'm sure I didn't have a boardwalk because I wasn't in New Jersey, like Cad apparently and Mo probably, but I had the really torn up sidewalks that were okay for a while, and then you had the one that looked like somebody dropped a car on it. It was all smashed and multi-level. <laughs> Can't roller skate on those. Uh, she wraps up by saying, I really need to point out that my favorite quote in this episode from John during the chat about skate colors was, yes, the plush brown. Yes, the color that looks good with no pants. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean it looks good with no pants. Just there are no pants with which it looks good. Two different things entirely. Yeah, I like, the, I, I like that out of context better. <laughs> <laughs> Hated it when we recorded it, but likes it yeah. better now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kat, for writing in, for listening to the show, telling what you thought about it. Hey, if you want your email featured here on the show, it's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one, and most of them, like Kat's, who wrote us over on Facebook, makes the show. All right, gents, with that good business behind us, it's time to jump into the meat of episode 135 right after this. Stick around. Guys, for the last few weeks, we have been checking out Factors ready-made meals. Now, they tell us that eating better is easy with their delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, ready to go in two minutes. All that is great. It wouldn't matter if it didn't taste good. So, mm -hmm. I've, we've, I've had several. I've been eating them every couple of nights. I'll try one of these Factor meals. And then I had this turkey chili, and wow, was that good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my fiancé is vegetarian vegan actually so i went with the, yes. with the vegetarian option oh okay mm -hmm. you did for the whole box okay yeah for the whole box you know because they have like over 35 different options you can choose from like every single week mm -hmm. so i went with the vegan option or the vegetarian option and let me tell you they were pretty freaking amazing yeah matter of okay. fact she yeah. stole half of them one to start with wow. she, she took so. them from you yeah yeah my <laughs> wife and i have been trading out saying oh you try this and you try this and check it out mm -hmm. it was surprisingly good and again like i didn't realize that even that some of these that were even vegetarian i didn't even know that didn't even know wow hmm. so what's really cool though is that if you want to add something extra to all these different meal choices that mm -hmm. you're talking about, there's like 60 different add-ons to help you get going <laughs> and feel good basically all day long. And I don't mean mm -hmm. just like like an extra side or something like that. Like there's a whole bunch of breakfast add-on meals that you can add on to your subscription, not add on yeah. to the right, dinner yeah. meal, but like mm -hmm. to add to your meal plan for the day. And mm. I just think it's, it's really awesome that they give you all these different choices so that you're not just tied into just dinner or just lunch. Having breakfast mm -hmm. as part of one of these meal plans is, I think, kind of unique. I haven't seen that before in any of these meal yeah. delivery services. So I don't know what everybody's waiting for. It's time to get started and get after <laughs> your goals right now. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes and smoothies? Yes, please. Discover a wide <laughs> variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping or cooking or even cleanup required. Just throw it in the trash when you're done. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Let me tell you, if you're looking for something fast with premium options, Factor is the perfect solution for you. 
You guys know I'm the spreadsheet guy. Yep. I have done the math. <laughs> Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every single meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Just head over to factormeals.com slash genx50 and use code genx50 to get 50% off. That's code genx50 at factormeals.com slash genx50 to get 50% off. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Buying gasoline on a credit card can be confusing these days. Some stations have one price for cash, another price for credit. Well, Shell has one price for both, and we want your credit card business. So right now, you can use our competitors' cards, any oil company credit card, at Shell. And when you do, I'll send in for a Shell card in your name, Shell. Where you pay the same price, cash or credit card. It is time to talk about media that we have been consuming. Of course, that could be a comics or television or movies or a print or whatever it is that you have been checking out. But before we do that, it's been a while since we've sat down and talked about this. And so many things have gone by that we have not had a chance to talk about. So we're going to take a second here at the beginning of the media segment to talk about stuff we have checked out or been doing that we didn't get a chance to talk about over the hiatus that we're here. <laughs> Why don't we start with you, George? What have you been checking out during the interim? I mean, just a couple of quick things. I saw a movie called Amsterdam. That was mm. really unique and fun. It was felt mm. like an A24 film, but better than an A24 film, if that makes any sense. <laughs> but not a horror, though. But I know what you mean. No, the no. feel. Then really snuck up on me. I didn't realize it was coming out was Mythic Quest Season 3. I've oh, been yeah, waiting yeah. for that for a long time. And mm. so far, it's very fun. They wrote out one of the main characters from the first two seasons in the very first few minutes yeah. of the episode. Very well. <laughs> I liked it, but that's the stuff yeah. I was kind of watching a little bit during the break. Yeah, well, I got out to see, uh, there was a horror film I talked, I think I was looking forward to it many, many moons ago, uh, Pray for the Devil. That was a P-R-E-Y. It was the, used to be mm -hmm. called Let Me In. It got renamed. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was surprisingly good. I say surprisingly just because there are so many disappointments in horror generally, and yeah. Pray for the Devil was, it was a little formulaic, but it had a few surprises. And it was that more clinical thing where it's the Vatican's men in black. They're all the exorcism squad and there's a woman trying to get into it. And it's very interesting. It's very cool. The other interesting thing that happened uh, during the break that is not necessarily media, but surprisingly, I have a lot more time to spend lately on Gen X Grown Up because I was laid off of my job of 16 <laughs> years back at, right at the beginning of November, right when we took time off. We planned to take time off. And <laughs> I guess my job heard word of it. So if you're taking time off, you can have all the time you want. You don't need us anymore. So. <laughs> and I only mentioned it because the outpouring of support, you know, we kind of mentioned it on social and we've talked to our supporters with it. Uh, so many people came out of the woodwork on Patreon, just so much great stuff. Uh, I'll give Mo a link to, I've been doing a vlog every day talking mm -hmm. about the experience of rather than jumping into a job, I'm working really hard on trying to grow Gen X Grown Up and see if it can become a viable full-time thing for me first and then eventually for Mo and for George and for the rest of our hundreds of employees in the future, who knows? But we're really giving it a go. So we're uh, seeing where we can go with that. But those are the things I've been kind of catching up on in the intro. Mo, what about you? Being employed, I thought you had a longer list, but either way. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but basically, I mean, there's a whole bunch. I mean, this last month, there's just a, a slew of things. So I saw like Black Adam, big movie, you know, the yep, superhero movie that. came mm -hmm. out. That's good. A couple of vampire shows are out there. Reginald the Vampire, Interview with the Vampire. I watched both those. Those oh, came okay. and went. I didn't yep, see the interview yep. one yet, but yep. I mean to. Abbott Elementary, a show that's in the second season I never saw before. Hello. 
hilarious. Hmm. Really, really funny. What's that about real quick? I never heard of it. It's like one of these like office style, like someone's recording, except it's an elementary school. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. Interesting. And the, there's like, of course, the bright eyed teacher who like is super optimistic and, blah, blah, blah. and then mm-hmm. there's the established teachers who aren't quite as optimistic. It's a really lot of heart and just really, really funny. And of course, you know, I mean, come on, Black Panther, Wakanda forever. I mean, that's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm surprised we're not talking about yeah. it. Yeah. I see. It's kind of weird, huh? As one of the main things in the media segment is <laughs> just like a thing that we did, but it's the largest film in the country. Yep, I know. <laughs> oh, by the way, that Black Panther movie, moving on, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's just like, this is just another superhero movie in a way, right? It's like. I'm trying to talk about something that's a little bit more interesting than another superhero movie, I guess. I mean, maybe, but that was not just another superhero movie. No, it wasn't, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, That one, like, the only reason why I didn't put it on my list was you typically, like, you kind of snipe me on those on the list. So I was like, okay, I'll just pick something else so Mo can throw it. And then you didn't. And I'm like, no. Well, damn, okay. Well, we can put it on next time. (laughs) We can talk talk about it when it hits Blu-ray. Exactly. (laughs) We've done that before. Okay. But we do each have actual current media picks to talk about. So let me come back around the horn. George, what do you want to talk about in depth here in the media segment today? Yeah, I did go see a very, another very interesting movie called The Menu. Uh, this was a oh, movie that yeah. I had mm-hmm. seen as a trailer on some other film, and mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure whether or not I was going to like it. It has an amazing cast, but yeah. I wasn't sure if the cast was used as themselves or if they were just going to be little bit parts. Mm. You know, sometimes you see like this person and this person and this person and this person, and then like they have two lines in the film. They were just used for promotion. Right. Uh, in this particular case, all of the cast were used really, really well. There were a couple of main characters, but everybody else was an ensemble and they really supported the story. But basically a bunch of super rich people get to go to this private Island where this super fancy restaurant that you can barely get reservations to uh, (laughs) is hosting a dinner service for them. In the trailer, it made it seem like it was a one-time event, but as you watch the movie, you see every weekend somebody comes to this restaurant oh, okay. it's a regular and thing. gets mm. to eat a fancy dinner, and this is the story of this particular weekend, which turns out to be a really interesting weekend, as it's you a special can imagine. Weekend, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very, very... Like, just odd, just weird, like A24 weird. I mentioned them earlier. (laughs) That's like a thing now. We've invoked them twice in the podcast already. (laughs) It's kind of a mix between A24 and M. Night Shyamalan. It's just kind of like, wow, what the okay. hell is going on here? That's a weird juxtaposition, but okay. Yeah, but uh, but a really good way. So there's the chef who Ralph Fiennes plays the chef, and he oh, yeah. is Amazing. he's almost dictatorial in the way he runs the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like he smacks his hands, and all the chefs behind him turn and face like in attention military style. Yes, chef! And, <laughs> and he's telling these stories before each course. One of the cute things that I loved in the movie was – they broke up the segments of the movie with the course numbers and a description on screen. So it was like oh, neat. course one, a mousse-bouche, and then they give the description <laughs> mm-hmm. of what they were eating. Gotcha. And it went all the way through the movie. It was really nice, even through the twisty parts at the end, which <laughs> weren't really courses, but it called them courses. It was neat. That girl, I can't remember. Her. It's like Anya Taylor is her name. Uh, really wafy, skinny, blonde actress. Who's right. Mm-hmm. I saw her in the trailer. Right. Yeah. yeah she's done about. some really yep. good stuff lately. 
as well as uh, Nicholas Holt, who I love from the old TV show Skins, and he was in that zombie love movie a while back, um, Broken Hearts or something like that. Or mm. Warm Bodies? Warm Bodies. There no, you go. Bodies, hey, yeah. I nailed one. <laughs> <laughs> She is the outcast of the group. Like you can tell right away, she's not a super rich person. It's hinted at throughout the movie that Nicholas Holt, who brought her to the island, kind of brought her there last minute. You're not really sure why or how. Mm -hmm. She has some interactions a little bit with one of the other guests. Like they share some looks between each other as they're boarding the boat that takes them over to the island. I'll say it is a, um, a disturbing look at upper class rituals and Ooh. how people might break mentally and start dealing with those people. Mm-hmm. And then everybody mm. dies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it already looked interesting. Yeah, and it definitely I, looked interesting. I, I don't know how much more you're going to lay out, but I'm really curious to know, you, you gave us great detail of the actors and the mm-hmm. premise and everything. Would you recommend it? Because I was intrigued. Was it good though? Did it deliver on all this promise? I would recommend this one. This is one yeah? of those okay, good. Oh, good. undersung films that I'm not going to say it's the greatest film of the year like John oh, does no. anytime he watches a single film named animal like pig or sheep or cow or what the hell ever he's going to watch next week. Pig, big fur. Uh, <laughs> big but fur. I, I think it's probably in my top five of the year. Oh, it's a wow. solid, solid the year. film. And this is December. So that's, that's saying something. It's wow. a really solid film on our token rating system. I would give it Four and a half tokens. Wow. Dang. That's pretty impressive. Okay. I would give it full price on my AMC rating system. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I was intrigued just by the cast. I mean, that was a Hmm. huge, that's like a monster cast for this thing. So I was kind of curious, like, is it one of those movies that's just relying on the fact that it got all these really great people to carry the movie? You know, but it sounds like it was a solid movie. No, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I'm worried a lot of times, like you say, you see this, like they list like 40 names in a trailer. Yeah. You know, know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And you're like, okay, how much time can be devoted to each one of those actors developing a character? And in most of the cases, it's very, very little. But in this case, I think they did a nice blend of... B-level character actors who are people we've seen in a lot of things, as well as Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. three or four top A-list people that are also blended really well. And it's, it's neat because each one of them has their own little part and little punch to every part of the story, almost to every course, really. Like you get to see Mm. these little snippets, like there's this one couple and She's making all these little really idiotic comments throughout the entire course, you know, like she's under her breath and hushed and everything. And Mm -hmm. but she's her ego is so fed by the fact that the that the chef invited her to this meal. Uh, I see. And you see weird little things pop up very early on. They're having a taco course. And all of the tortillas have images printed on them that really ruffle all of the guest feathers because they're very personal, some of them disturbing images to those guests. (laughs) On a tortilla. On the tortilla. That's not something you see every day. That's an attention to detail I can appreciate, even in a maniacal evil guy. He's so evil, he messed up a tortilla. Well, that's what you get from this movie. He is very meticulous and controlling of his whole, like his whole experience, like everything down to the... There's this one segment where Anya Taylor's they they get this bread course without bread. <laughs> and so all they get are the condiments that you might put on the bread to taste it if you were going to a regular high influential meal. 
And she's like, well, this is bullshit. Where's the bread? And other people are like, yeah, can we get some bread in there? And the waiters just go, no. Like, that's it. That's it. So she doesn't eat it. Well, the head chef sees this. He walks over to her table. I see you didn't eat. Yeah, I'm just not hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, but I specifically weighed out every ingredient in the meal to make sure that you were full at the precisely the right moment of the meal. If you don't eat, it throws everything off for everyone. Please eat. Oh, my God. And she's like, no. <laughs> so it's that kind of a movie. It's that okay. kind of acting. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit. Cool. Cool. Yep. I'm ready. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. But John, the movie that you want to talk about, I've been wanting to watch it. I just haven't pulled the trigger. I've got it downloaded and queued up, ready to go. Okay. Because it's got two of my favorite comedic actors doing a Christmas film. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about, it's a new, brand new film this year. It just came out this holiday season called Spirited. And as George said, it stars Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Oh, so, so that was enough to get me in the door. I love the trailer that they did for it. This is not an elf movie, nor is it a Deadpool yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is the things they're known for. Ryan Reynolds was like, I'm really depressed that I'm in a Will Ferrell Christmas movie that's not elf. Everyone's going to be right. upset. <laughs> But I mean, Tracy Morgan is in this, Octavia Spencer, uh, Sunita oh, wow. Mani, a lot of great talent. It's another cast, huh? And like you, I'm like, so is this going to be, we're throwing all these people at the wall yeah. and they're not really in the film kind of thing. And I have to tell you, I first watched about the first five minutes of this film and I wasn't wholly into it. Okay. And then I talked to a friend who said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just stick it out a little bit. It's a great film. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back. So I watched it uh, Thanksgiving evening. I watched it after we ate and we sat down to relax and- Wow, is this a this is gonna be every year. Remember Scrooge? Really? Wow. Forget Scrooge. This is the new Scrooge. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm I know. I know those are fighting you, words. George. <laughs> I got your back, man. You go I'm, for it. I'm like, hold on. Let me take the hat off. Let me get the glasses ready. Just, take my earrings off if I was just stretching. If I was a feisty lady. We're throwing hands. I know. Here's the premise of Spirited that is pretty clever and made it fun to get into once you figured out what was going on. So Will Ferrell is the ghost of Christmas present. Oh, oh, okay. Literal, like from Scrooge. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Or from A Christmas Carol, from, from Christmas the Carol, entire right, right. original. Yeah, because yeah. this is supposed to be a Christmas Carol reimagined kind of thing. It's better than that. Oh. It's the mechanics behind A Christmas Carol. What you find out was Ebenezer Scrooge was the project that year. Every year, this team of oh. thousands work all year long. They pick a single target that they want to redeem <laughs> and they study them. They do all the work for, we're going to take them to Christmas pass. We've got to build sets and everything. Oh, They're preparing <laughs> to redeem a person. And at the end of the year, it's a big finale Wait where they succeed creatures or not. and ghosts have to build sets. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh? There's this whole industry of all these ghosts. <laughs> Oh, man. So basically, A Christmas Carol is real, and it runs every year for a different person somewhere in the world <laughs> to try to redeem them. <laughs> and it, so oh, it's a spectacular premise. I'm like, oh, so this is the back end of A Christmas Carol? And so they, of course, look for someone. You would think they go and pick a Ryan Reynolds. Well, not necessarily, not at first, but there's a twist that introduces him eventually. It feels, the way you're describing it, like you've taken the the front end story of A Christmas Carol and then modified it with the back end showings of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Where in those 
two stories. One of them is all oh, about, you know, redemption. The other mm-hmm. one's about redemption as well, but it's showing you the bad inner workings of the holiday people who do stuff behind the scenes. That's right. The things like, like they're not perfect. Like there's a scene where Will Ferrell is there with his mark that he's like, all right, we're going to take you, take my hand and we're off and nothing happens. And <laughs> he puts his finger to his ear and goes, uh, remember the word is we're off. And then they, whoosh, they whoosh away and they go spiraling. You know? <laughs> like somebody in the control room wasn't paying attention. Like, so oh, it's right. a big show they're putting on for this person. And the reason I say it's so good, they actually mentioned like somebody finds out what's going on and says, wait a minute. You mean the Christmas Carol thing? Like the Bill Murray movie yeah. and everything? Like exactly <laughs> like that. They talk about it in the movie. Nice. And about mm, like toward the end of the second act, you are hit right in the gut when you find out what an amazing connection this has back to the original Christmas Carol. I don't want to spoil it. If You could probably figure it out if you started guessing around, but don't guess. Mm-hmm. Just wait and enjoy it. But you find out there's such an amazing... I mentioned Ryan Reynolds comes into play. They pick this guy, but then Will Ferrell discovers this Ryan Reynolds guy who's even worse and they're uh-huh. like I nominate we do this guy instead and they go they do the research because they have a whole research department and they go <laughs> no we've decided he's unredeemable oh and Will Ferrell's <laughs> like well then we really have to do it so that that's the premise of the film and it's it's Christmas Carol on its ear because you can imagine Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds they're the center of this film and yeah. all the way through Ryan Reynolds is trying to turn it back around on the ghost of Christmas present He's like, well, wait a minute. Why do you why do you say that? What was your childhood like? It's not about me. It's about you. Stop it. (laughs) And the ghost of Christmas present played by Farrell is actually having a life. He's having a a midlife crisis of sorts in his job and in his career. He's a ghost. What's his midlife? I I don't know. He's been doing this. He's already dead. I know. I know. (laughs) Maybe he's perpetually in it. He could retire back to Earth if he wanted to. So he's debating. Uh, And go back to life after doing Mm -hmm. this for. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a really neat twist on the whole Christmas Carol thing. They treat it really fun, but there's some heart to it. You'll smile, you'll laugh, you might get a little something in your eye at some point. I did. <laughs> so you, give it a little time because it's, it's a huge musical, by the way. The whole thing is a musical. There's characters that are like, no, no, no more singing, please. Of course, they, <laughs> they bake it right in. It's so well done. So if you haven't watched it yet, I know George, you were looking forward to it, thinking about mm-hmm. it. You're definitely going to dig it. Okay, let's maybe not throw away Scrooge, but we're going to set this up on the shelf with Scrooge. I think by the time. Okay, you I can. Okay. I can do that. Yeah, that's a little better. I'm not okay. throwing Scrooge away for nobody, including <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Mo, how about you? What have you been checking out in media? So actually, I'm going to like an older show because I'm a I'm a big fan of British comedies. Like okay, the British sure. version of The Office and mm-hmm. Ghost and all the, you know all this stuff. And so we was talking to uh, one of my girlfriend's friends who's from England, and she says, "Oh, have you seen Cuckoo?" Uh, like, the clock? I haven't. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> the clock. So went look for it, found it, watched the first I think three or four episodes. Oh my god, it's freaking hilarious. Okay. Okay. What is it? So it's basically a girl is on a gap year and she okay. goes off to you know some Fiji or some island someplace. You know, she's traveling basically, right? And they flip and you see her dad is like back at her house and he's he made this whole like collage of her academic career and all of her achievements because she's coming back home. So he's like he made this mm-hmm. whole poster for her when she comes home and because he's so proud of her and stuff. And uh, she meets an American who is just so far out there and so over the top. It's like ridiculous. And she comes home and he's at the airport with her when he picks her up. And he's like, who's this? And she's like, this is Cuckoo, my husband. And she's like, he's like, excuse me. (laughs) And she's like, I sent you messages on Facebook. He's like, I'm I'm old. I don't check Facebook every day. I'm Gen X. I don't look at Facebook. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So here's one part that will, I think, will sell it. Cuckoo is played by Andy Samberg. Really? Yeah. 
In this British series, Andy Samberg plays the American husband. Wow. I mean, if you're going to put an American fish out of water in a British series, Andy Samberg's kind of the go-to guy. Yeah, in yeah, I, think so. I think so. It was, yep. it, was a, it was a perfect piece of casting for mm. sure. And to show you kind of how like over the top he is, it's like the dad... At first, he's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, okay, I'm going to try to connect with him. You know, he's my daughter's husband. Mm-hmm. He takes him out to this wonderful field. And it's like, he says, you know, my father took me here when I was a kid. And, you know, we talked about goals and life and blah, blah, blah. And just look at the gourd. You know, and Cuckoo's like, ah, you know, when you travel to the places I have, you know, this is a sort of average. <laughs> and the dad's looking at him like, I mean, the whole way he's just like, he's just oblivious to other people's feelings. He's very egotistical. He's an American. Just, I get it. Yeah. yeah. His girlfriend's like, you're a genius. He's like, yeah, yeah, I am. You know, <laughs> um, it's just basically, it's really the story of the dad and and him and their relationship mm-hmm. is pretty much the entire story. It's just hilarious. It's actually, I think, as a series, it's already done. They had five seasons. Oh, oh that's a long time for a British comedy but series. But being BBC, you know, each one's like six episodes. I was going to say yeah. it was like three episodes a season. Yeah, Those things are so short. Or, <laughs> or whatever they felt like doing that year, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or, yep. you know. Yeah, because if you think of something like extras or any of those, they're like three series max. They don't. Yeah, yeah really. No. They don't go on no. forever like American ones. No, even the IT crowd, which is amazing, only had mm-hmm. three series and then yep. like a finale movie oh, I or know. something. That sucked. That needed more. But this one, like I said, I'm, I'm about halfway through the first season. It's hilarious. I don't know if it continues at that level for the rest of the show, but I can tell you, if you're looking for something old, especially something you can kind of binge, hopefully, and see everything at once, mm-hmm. it's definitely something worth watching. Cool. Cool. All right. Thanks, Mo. Sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Coors is the beer made for the way you really like to drink beer. Coors after Coors, it's always first beer fresh. Taste first beer fresh, Coors after Coors. Only Coors starts pure and stays pure with no additives or preservatives. So your last Coors tastes as fresh as your first. Coors is the beer. Tech and Toys. <laughs> what was that sigh? Wow. Jesus Christ. It's been a month. It's Tech been a toys. month. I had a month off. Good Lord. Now you're making me do this shit again. <laughs> We're doing work. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. is like, I look at all the stuff we picked and it's all amazingly practical stuff. <laughs> Nothing okay. like fun. Nothing like there's no toys here, really. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's purely okay. tech. Tech it's and work. It's pretty tech. Right? <laughs> so I'm going to kick this off. And then you, John, then George, I'm hoping that Lively Conversation and Repartee will pick up this whole segment. So let's you see know, how it goes. <laughs> we've been doing this for five years. I don't think you need to be questioning whether we can have lively conversations yeah, or not. That's not right? really helpful to our egos at this point. Right, it's established now that we can't. So yeah, just don't sure. even bother. <laughs> just don't even bother. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. So here's, here's the thing I'm going to talk about. So we all have a million USB devices now, right? You know, that need mm. charging every day, oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm. And I had an older one that had like about six ports because that's all I wanted. It's something like near my nightstand so I could put like my phone and my oh, watch. Oh, you mean like and, a charging brick thing? A charging brick, yes. So, okay. As well, like a multi-charger, basically. You plug it in, but you could put multiple devices in So it's time. does it have a bat? Well, never mind. Get, yeah. get into it no because battery, I'm no asking battery. questions already. I haven't heard what it is <laughs> yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I want something like, you know, you put it on my nightstand so I could charge like my phone and, you know, my iPad, my watch, all that stuff that we all now mm-hmm. have to charge every day pretty much, right? Um, the problem is that a lot of the new ones are USB-C. Mm-hmm. A lot of new devices new or devices. charging? Okay, yeah. more devices actually. Yeah, the good ones. And the thing is that even though, <laughs> like, even you know, my new iPhone, it gave me a normal Lightning cable, but the other end was mm-hmm. USB-C. Yes. Instead mm-hmm. of bringing, you know, which I was like, well, crap. Now I have to get adapters and all that stuff. And then I realized that you know, USB-C actually has higher voltage, so you can charge things faster if you actually mm-hmm. go right. straight one. So I was on a hunt for a new six or eight port hub to kind of put in my nightstand so I could charge all this stuff. And so I went through Amazon like we all do, and I found one from a company called Sakrak. I can't pronounce it. I have no idea. I think it's the only thing they freaking make. Sakrak. Sakrak. <laughs> the crack in your electric. Yeah. <laughs> <Brandy> Sakraken. <laughs> it was a six port, a six port hub, and it has three of them are USB C and three of them are USB three or two point whatever. Okay, USB A. Mm-hmm. USB, yeah. thank you. Yeah, the old format shape. Yeah, and it's small, which is like what I really like. So I didn't want like one of these huge, bulky things. I just want something I can just plug a bunch of things in at night and just not worry about it. Sure, it does the fast charging on the USB C. So if your thing supports the faster mm. charging, you know, which like this is like four or six volts or whatever it is, um, it supports that. And if this is something that you are also might be a good stocking stuffer, I don't know, but it was mm. thirty two bucks. Um, I think it's actually on sale right now. It is. It's thirty two dollars on a lightning deal. Ah, so for today. Uh-huh. By the time people hear this, that'll be over. Yeah. So, oh, well, George, John, you can go and get it now. Uh, <laughs> Everybody else, good luck. Everybody else is going to pay closer to $50, which is what I paid, actually. I don't know if they'll go back to the list price, but the list price is $66. Yeah, I didn't pay that much. I paid 50 for it mm. because it was on a 20% sale or something like that. Wow. But I was looking at these things. One thing that shocked me is that they're all about this price range. All these little hmm. stupid, which I'm thinking like, oh, this is just rotting power. <laughs> so It's, it's it's got to be for the low adoption of USB-C on the power side, because maybe, as maybe. you've mentioned about a billion times, John, why is not mm-hmm. everything for the last five years USB-C? USB-C right. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. But it's got to be that low adoption. Yeah. Yeah. And the adoption is low. So probably low demand for something that has USB-C on that end means we're paying the price. Well, and because people are comfortable with that with that form factor of the USB-A. Everybody yeah. knows that because it's been around for 25 years. Yeah, it hasn't changed much, mm-hmm. has Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yep. if you're looking for one and... If you happen to be go back in time, I guess when you hear this, you can go get the deal. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it really cheap right now. Or wait for the next sale. It feels like one of the devices that'll probably go up and down in price. Yeah, I'm thinking so yeah, too. You're probably right. And I'm willing to bet also that Amazon will throw this on sale multiple times between now and the holidays. I did have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. So you got the new iPhone 14. Mm-hmm. What about wireless charging? I To me, it seems like I really don't like using wired charging because I'm always afraid that that 
port that's on the phone is going to yeah. get loose or damaged oh, yeah, or broken. And then I'm never going to be able to use it if I'm using it every day. And it will. Yeah, I actually did get a QI charger. That, okay. But plugs into the USB-C. So it does do, because okay. the one I got is like a fast charging one also. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know no, if that would work with USB-A. Maybe it will, but I didn't bother attending it. I just put, got a USB-C one. And that's, I, I agree with you hundred percent though. I don't like pulling that cord, you know, yeah. in and out, the adapter, day, in yeah. and out of my phone multiple times. I heard that's also a, like the biggest point of failure on these things. So. Mm. Yeah, you're definitely right, George. Remember, I used to use the plug in my car for Android Auto, and now my phone, you can't keep a plug in it. Like, if you don't hold it in there manually, it just slips right out because it went yeah. in and out every day, every day, over right. years and years. No, no yeah, you think they would plan on that, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Design, because that's a known thing. But so that's why, like I said, something practical. And looking at yours, John, this looks extremely practical. I, I think you're right. It's extremely practical. It's on the impractical side of practicality. How about that? So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm what guessing that's got to be about price. It, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, you know how some things you cheap out on because it's disposable. And then sometimes there's something you're going to use so regularly. Uh, so I'll get into it. The, the deal was, <laughs> look, everybody has a vacuum cleaner in their home. We had a vacuum cleaner, but mm-hmm. we had a vacuum cleaner that we have used for maybe 12 years, 15 years. It's been a great vacuum. Okay. It was a semi-cheap one and it did okay, but it was one of those that it was just all right. You had to run it four or five times over the rug to really get everything, especially if you're a slob like me and only vacuum once a fortnight. <laughs> so <laughs> A fortnight? That's oddly specific. <laughs> it's not on the calendar, I swear. Anyway, <laughs> out of the blue, a couple of months ago, we plugged it into vacuum and it's like, oh, this outlet's not working. And it turns out outlet was fine. Vacuum had finally given up the ghost and uh, it served its its mm-hmm. job. You know, it served its duty well. We gave it a burial at sea. A vacuum is something you can't just not have one of. Like, right. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go, go around, start with a tweezer and picking dirt out of the rug. You need a vacuum. <laughs> well, if you're only doing it once a quarter, it's not that bad. <laughs> it doesn't so much matter. <laughs> why it lasted 12 years. <laughs> you're, you're, you're done by the time it's time to start again. Hey, most people have vacuum last them two years. <laughs> That's why ours lasted so long. So the initial instinct was like, uh, go to Target, go to Walmart, you know, spend a hundred bucks on a vacuum or something. And then we started like, look, if we're going to last that long, the way we use it, and the, you know, let's start looking around. And so for the first time ever, I went to YouTube looking for vacuum comparisons. Like the last time I was looking for a vacuum, I wasn't even a YouTube user. And now I'm a YouTube creator. And I'm like, there's got to be somebody out there. And so I did. I found a couple of channels. I found this guy, like he's nothing but vacuums. It's amazing. He has these, he has these test tracks set up with different gaps between wood to see if it oh, sucks dirt out of it. It's amazing. See, I keep telling you there's an audience for every niche. You're right. There is. You're right. I wouldn't think just vacuums have an audience. He's probably got a million subscribers, one of those big gold buttons behind him all the time, damn it. (laughs) Probably sponsored by Dyson. Not quite, but he does well. (laughs) So I ended up doing a bunch of research, like Dyson was something I was curious Mm -hmm. in. I started looking around. The interesting thing is after I distilled it all down, maybe I'll save you some time for when your vacuum dies, (laughs) I found the great compromise between cost and an amazing vacuum. First of all, it's a company named Shark, which I'd heard of, the Shark vacuum cleaner stuff. Yeah, yeah. They came out right after after the Dyson craze. Yeah. 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 Like a cheaper alternative to Dyson, really. Dyson is it? like the millionaire's vacuum and Shark right. feels like it's the it's the upper middle class vacuum almost, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they started off with the infomercial group. Did they, they really? Okay. Yeah. That's where I first saw them. And like cars, like they release a new one every year, you know, kind of, you know, this year model, this year model, they give them nicknames. I ended up going with the uh like one year back from the brand new and not mm-hmm. just because of price, but because of features. I went with the Shark Vertex. Mm. Now, this is a vacuum that set me back 2 Hundred fifty dollars for the vacuum. Okay, 
And look, I'm not a vacuum expert and I could, I could run down the list of things, but it has all these little, um, first, it's one of those pick it up. You can grab it like a canister off the thing and walk around with it. It has extensions that go out like telescoping. You can vacuum the, you know, a second floor blinds or something with it. It's got all these different stuff. So it's stuff. not one of the little thin ultra stick kind of things that you hang no, on the wall. No, no, no. Okay. It's like a real vacuum. No, it, it, it has a can <laughs> and the can is on an arm and it has kind of like the Dyson ball, except it has a, a gear system where you can just twist the handle and it kind of the whole thing twists and leans on a mm. on a pivot so you can get in corners. But the way, like I watched this guy's YouTube review of how, how it worked and it just, across the board, it had the most incredible seal on the floor, which makes the vacuum work even better to suck up dirt because it has a good grip. It has yeah, this it little sense. yellow roll, ribbed roller thing in the front that agitates the rug before the vacuum hits it so that it kind of shakes the dirt up out of the thing. Somebody's going to take that freeze out of context. I know, gonna yeah. It's going to be, it's gonna, I'm going to be on a soundboard. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of us, George. You know that. The yellow ribbed roller that agitates the carpet, ladies and Agitated gentlemen. Agitated ribbed yellow roller. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's nothing exciting about vacuums. But the other day, I ran the vacuum, the whole house for the first time since I bought it, uh, because my mom was coming for Thanksgiving. And it was actually enjoyable to run. Like, you run the vacuum over something, and sometimes you go, I wonder if it'll pick this up. And for me, it was like, watch it pick this up. You know, it's something's gone. Like, you move something. Oh, look, a dead lizard. Gone. And like, it's it's just, it is fast. Wow. It is powerful. It's been a long time since you vacuumed. <laughs> yeah, really. Just since I moved that box. <laughs> I agree. Actually, it's like I used to go through vacuum cleaners like crazy because I used really? to buy cheap ones. Uh-huh. And they would break. Something would break on it or they just w- mm-hmm. weren't very well. So I actually did buy – I wound up getting a Dyson, but I got a refurbished one. Okay. And I've had this sucker for 10 years. and It's an amazing – it's like I think vacuum cleaners are one of those appliances that it's worth spending extra money on. I never thought so until now. And now that I got one I spent more on, I, yeah. I see where the money went. You'll never yeah. go back, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> – I think we spent $250 on the one we have right now. And just to show you how long ago that was, that was from Sears when we got the warranty. Ooh, <laughs> With dang. A warranty. That didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> But it still works, yeah. The, the vacuum cleaner still is in operation. Whether it works or not, I can't tell if it's actually pulling any dirt out of the carpet or anything. But you feel like you're doing something? It's still making noise. I'll say that much. Well, you get your steps in at least. Yeah. If nothing else, right? Yeah. Well, I'll give you a link to this Shark Vertex. Okay. The bottom line is if you're looking for any kind of vacuum, if you're in the market in the future, as of now, for me, this was the absolute best choice for the price without going crazy. And it works incredibly well. Okay. Yeah. Very good. George, how about you? What you got in the tech? world? Well, uh, a slightly different topic, but more maybe of a discussion. Um, I decided about a week and a half ago to leave Verizon as our cell phone provider. I was just frustrated at the high monthly cost. We were paying for five phones. We were paying $500 a month. Mm. Now, Mm. granted, that included paying off the phones that the boys got, which were those Z Fold thingies and all that stuff. My wife and I, our phones have been paid off for years because we don't get new phones every year like they want. But I was just tired of that, as well as the service. In some areas, I think Verizon is probably really good, but 5G has been out for a long time at this point. Mm -hmm. And I was still almost never getting a 5G signal in my Hmm. town on my S20, which is a 5G device and should be able to get a 5G signal. I did a little bit of research. All three major carriers have tiers of 5G. I didn't, I kind of knew this, but I wasn't aware how it was broken up. But essentially, there's low band, mid band, and high band. 
The high band with almost all three, you very rarely get, except for in very special circumstances, big cities, you know, downtown New York, maybe things mm-hmm. like that. When you get down that signal, you'll know it because you can download an entire movie in like five seconds. It's crazy fast. Wow. Okay. The mid band is what most 5G people get. And that's where you see a significant speed increase over what you remember as 4G. And then they also have a low band, which is essentially the same as 4G, maybe even a little worse in most cases. Hmm. By the way, for our listeners, 5G doesn't refer to a speed. It's fifth generation right. of the process or the okay. all the mm-hmm. things. Everybody always gets that confused. I've got 5G speed. Well, you've got fifth generation. Speed is a different thing. Mm-hmm. There are tiers within the 5G, like you're exactly. saying. Exactly. And so what I was experiencing all the time when I did get a 5G signal, every time it was on that lower band for my Verizon. So I said, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the high money. I see commercials all the time, and my wife wanted a new Mo iPhone 14 Pro Max for her birthday, which is uh, actually tomorrow, the day after we record this podcast. And I'm like, okay, well, if she's going to get an iPhone 14, all the commercials for all the people are saying, switch to us and get a free iPhone. So I'm like, all right, let me start researching. I looked at AT AT&T, and AT&T, we went to their store, and they would do an iPhone, but it was like the cheap iPhone 14, you know, the small, the lower end one, the little bitty thing that wasn't hardly worth anything to begin with, but she wanted the 14 pro max and the mm-hmm. specific color. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get a bedazzled on the back. Yeah. And when we talked with them, they didn't do any um, payoffs for transferring, you know, oh. from one carrier to another. A lot of companies oh, yeah, d- a lot used to do that. Yeah. AT&T said they won't do that anymore. I'm like, all right, well, that sucks. I got to deal with that on the Verizon end. So I said, you know what? I know they're crappy, but let me just look at T-Mobile. So I looked at T-Mobile online and I started chatting with one of their agents online. The chat, the agent ended up calling me because I was asking a lot of different questions. And she was like, this will be a lot easier if I can call. (laughs) I'm like, all right, fine. So we get on the phone and she starts explaining to me the deals that are available to me. Not only could I move over and get her an iPhone 14 as long as I traded in my current Galaxy S20, that would Mm -hmm. give her a free iPhone 14 Pro Max. Nice. Mm, Wow. Which is not a cheap phone. No. Then I could also get a free Galaxy S22 Ultra. Mm. So I got that. My three sons, who still had six and seven payments of their foldy phones, yeah, mm-hmm. those would be paid off completely by wow. T-Mobile. We're already several grand into this thing. Yeah, are you like are you like in a twenty year commitment or something? No, that's the thing. <laughs> so at the same time, my wife and I would each receive a two hundred dollar virtual gift card <laughs> because our phones didn't have a payoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unnecessary gift. <laughs> And what we had to pay the day that we received the phones Mm -hmm. was $287 and change. That was for the taxes on the new phones, which you guys know anytime you get a new phone, that's always one of the hidden things that they don't tell you about Mm -hmm. till you go to sign the paper. And any line activation fees, which we're a new person, so I totally understood that. Generally, when we would go to Verizon, every time one or two of us would get a new phone, we'd pay about between $150 and $300, depending upon how many phones. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, that's in line. My monthly bill, $249 even now. Half. Less than half. Yep. Wow. And what's T-Mobile's number? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) 
And at the same time, I was concerned about their cell phone signal, right? Because mm-hmm. that was the thing that started oh, yeah, pissing right. me off about Verizon. Right, right. I wasn't aware T-Mobile has bought Sprint. So they own both companies' towers now. Sprint oh. had a large infrastructure. And so they now own all those towers. The first day I got my S22 Ultra and turned it on, instant 5G signal. And not just 5G, but their mid or could be upper tier of 5G UC. Mm, I'm on their Magenta Max plan, which not only gives me unlimited stuff. Well, they're, you know, they're the pink brands. I I get free Netflix on all our lines. So everybody gets a free Netflix account. That's 20 bucks a pop. Wait, wait, wait. So free Netflix just on your phone or you just have free Netflix? Anywhere. So you guys have free Netflix? (laughs) Yes. Free Netflix. Oh, shit. Yeah. With Verizon, (laughs) I was getting the free Disney package, like Disney, Hulu, and ESPN. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's a lot cheaper than it is Netflix. Because Netflix, their prices just keep going up. Also, when we travel to the Philippines with Verizon, I always had to do this stupid $10 a day bullshit. Right. It's included. My phone works the same no matter where I'm at, as long as it's one of the countries listed on their list, and the Philippines is one of their countries. Well, there's a math problem in here. Did you say you paid like 280 out the door? Yep. Mm-hmm. But you got $400 in gift cards. Yeah. So did you make money on this deal? I made money on this deal, ladies <laughs> wow. and gentlemen. Wow. All I had to do was replace a SIM card in them. Wow. Now, the process of replacing the SIM cards and doing the actual switchover, I did... After Thanksgiving dinner, I don't recommend that. (laughs) But you saved money. I mean, you made money on the deal. I did save money. It took me about an hour to switch all five phones with the person I had on the phone that day. That's not that awful. after I did the first couple, the process got much smoother and simpler, Mm. and I understood what to do. There was a lot of confusion. You have to get this temporary pin from your current carrier plus the account number, and you have to give it to them. And I have been with Verizon for 15 some odd years. Oh, because you're jumping carriers. Because I'm like, I've changed SIM cards is super easy, but you're changing a SIM and hopping to providers. I see. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we all got to keep our phone numbers. I even with the cable that they provided me, Mo, you talked about that USB-C to USB-C cable. Mm-hmm. I connected my old phone, which I get to keep for 30 days until I have to send it in. Mm-hmm. I connected it to my old phone and my new phone and Android did its magic and transferred mm-hmm. everything over. She went from Android to um, iPhone, iPhone right? and she's already got it all figured out. So wow. nice. Yeah, it was a good deal all the way around. It just goes to show you, like, you you get stuck in a rut, the same thing. Like, I've been with this carrier forever, and I did the same thing happened with insurance. Like, I had Mm -hmm. Geico for a long time, and I noticed, when did my bill double? Like, gradually over the years, and I hopped progressive and slashed it in half. And I'm like, why didn't somebody tell me? Yeah. I think they rely on the fact that people just sort of get complacent and just sort of. You're I, exactly I know I do. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like I paid the bill. Nobody's beat me over the head. You just stay where you're at in yeah. a rut, and it turns out if you look around a little bit, people are looking for your business. It's yeah. a nuisance raise. It's like when you were renting mm-hmm. in an apartment, they wouldn't double your rent. They would go up fifty bucks, mm-hmm. and right. you're like, well, fifty dollars isn't worth it for me to move all my shit. Yeah, that's the same yeah. way I felt about the phone. But they yeah. do it every like they do it when I vacuum once a quarter. They raise. Right. <laughs> My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. 
Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Please release parking brakes. Introducing cars that talk. High-tech imports. The 1983 Challenger and Sapporo imported only for Dodge and Plymouth. Their electronic voice alert system gently reminds you to do things you sometimes forget. And their high-tech instruments analyze, record, inform the Technica option. Available only on Dodge Challenger and Plymouth Sapporo. Please turn out headlights. Now, 10.9% annual percentage rate financing on all new 82 import cars. See participating Dodge and Plymouth dealers for details. This is the main event of the podcast for the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! It has been over a month since we got to talk about games, so I'm assuming yeah. nobody has played shit in the entire month because we took it off, right? Not Pretty true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what? <laughs> of course we've been playing games. I think it's really fun to talk about it in this segment. So, Mo, why don't we start with yours? Because I think you're going to bring up something I talked about a while back. Yes. But you're way more into it because you know way more about the subject than I. Well, uh, maybe. But the um, but uh, <laughs> so I actually started playing D&D again. Okay. Okay. Like all like on the reg, like got a campaign. Yep. And so I'm playing with my daughter and her husband and uh, my girlfriend's son is like leading the game and her kid her son's playing with us so we have like a nice group of like five people playing it's we've been playing every week which is awesome mm-hmm. and it's been a blast and george you brought up something when you started you know when you kind of were investigating this again which is the app is called dnd beyond yeah the website the website mm-hmm. uh, it's also oh, yeah. an app too on your right phone. yeah they have it for the phone and everything yep it's just so different than when I was a kid. You know, it's, um, I mean, creating characters, you go to D Beyond, you get a free account if you're just creating characters and it right. walks you through every single step. You can do things like when you're playing the game, it does dice rolls, it tracks mm-hmm. your hit points, it does mm-hmm. all this stuff electronically. When you say you rest, you hit a button, it says arrest, it refreshes everything that could be refreshed. I mean, it just takes all that kind of painful drudge work you had to do when you're playing the game and just gets rid of it. It makes it so much simpler. That was the one thing when I was going back into D and D that I appreciated because while I didn't stick with it, because I couldn't find a group that I really stuck with, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did appreciate how, even though the rules are super complicated now with all the crap compared to when I played the D and D beyond made it so easy to deal with. Oh yeah. Like even for things like, and for D and D nerds out there, we know what I'm talking about. We have to roll a perception roll, you know, whatever. If you Mm -hmm. click on your, in your character sheet, you click on the perception thing, it rolls for you. It knows what dice to roll. It knows what modifiers to add to it. And it just says, here's the roll. It tells you how to figure it out. And your total is, you know, one, you sucked, but still, (laughs) (laughs) but you know how you got to that one. So you're, but okay. you're letting the computer, you're like the computer's doing the grunt work, the, the exactly. stuff that was kind of laborious and you can just yeah. enjoy the fun. I see. Exactly. It, it, that's, that's exactly what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool. And the other thing I want to bring up is that since I'm kind of getting into it now and I have more money, you know, <laughs> Jonathan, the guy who's leading the game, he goes in there and he has like maps and we have a computer screen up where he shows the maps on it and all that right. fun stuff. Yep. Yep. He yep. was making little tokens for each of our characters and he kind of had like a generic token for my guy and i was like you know i kind of want like a drawing of my character and somebody mm-hmm. said have you looked at fiverr you know which i never really ah, heard of okay. or worked out before and i paid 15 bucks and a guy did a drawing of my character for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was damn cool now of course there are some people that you could pay like i mean i could get something like you know a frank rosetta style drawing if i want to pay 200 dollars or some crazy right. amount like that which i did not want to pay but 15 bucks That's the irony of fiverr is that it's five bucks it starts at five bucks but 
everybody yeah. has packages, you get more, you get more exactly. options and revisions exactly. of that kind of thing. But it's still cheap. <laughs> if you want a good drawing, you pay 15 Sure. <laughs> if you oh, want yeah. a crappy yeah. drawing, you pay 5 Mo, I could draw you a picture of a guy, but it's like a dollar, but it barely <laughs> looked like a guy. Exactly. <laughs> I got a pencil and a napkin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And there was interaction between the us. You know, he was like, and he was, I forget, he, he was in Ecuador or some crap. And I'm not sure what country he was in, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, but that also was super simple. I, I actually sent him my character sheet. Oh, wow. And said, I you know, a drawing. He said, some samples i said oh i like this pose i like this drawing can you change this and i now have a drawing of my character too i was like it's just the game has just evolved so much and it's yep. using technology mm. so well you know including wow. internet including all this stuff that it's definitely making the game more fun i guess as a kid you since you didn't know that there were alternatives on the road you know you just sort of dealt with it mm. you know it was just part of the game you know i was all completely planned out when i saw what you put on the list uh-huh. to give you a ton of shit because none of those words are game related <laughs> really i mean it, this is a game segment talking about playing yeah. games and it was like fiverr really we're gonna talk about fiverr in the game segment i know i know i was trying to figure out some place to put it but it didn't fit really you know but i understand the relationship now that you've explained it i used fiverr recently for our new podcast the wrestling podcast i got somebody from fiverr to do oh, yeah. our logo right. that we're going to use for it, which that. is really sharp by the way it's very nice i was very happy with it which it's by the way it's available on our website at T Public. Yes. <laughs> if That's you guys right. want to go look at our store. That's front, right. It's, it's shirt worthy for sure. Check the link say. below, genxgrownup.com slash merch. <laughs> That's right. Shameless plug. Right? <laughs> Not even shameless, just shameful. Uh, the process of working through Fiverr, first of all, I found that the American-based people on Fiverr mm-hmm. were way too expensive for what oh, I wanted to spend, God, yeah. considering Absolutely. what I thought Fiverr was going to be. Everybody that I was interested in, both because of their price or because of the images that they showed as mm-hmm. examples, were all from other countries. I ended yeah. up working with a lady from Pakistan. Yeah. Yep. And produced great results. Just amazing, the world economy that we have now. I know, isn't it? And then these people, I mean, granted, they don't need to charge us $300. Like they could charge 50 and that's great. Yep. But still, you're getting some really good quality. You're helping somebody else too. I mean, you're helping somebody stay employed. So I'm, I think it's a great idea. Mm. So yeah, so thank you for not giving me shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not I appreciate that. Not, not as much. Just to give me a little bit. That's okay. That's, you know, for George, that's a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was mild. <laughs> but anyway, George, so you actually were playing something that I actually saw you play. So we you talk about that. Yeah, well, I so I did a live stream, I think is what you're referring to. Yep. You were absent during the stream, but, but you I must have watch watched it, it afterwards, which was, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. It, it was one of the four views it got after the event, <laughs> which is nice. Gotta get help. But we have a relationship with some really cool cool guys over at a game production studio called Finite Reflection. John and I Mm -hmm. found them originally at SFGE for Twin Cop, that very first game. How long ago was that? Oh, goodness. Like, that was the... Be I think that was the first time you and I went. Could have yeah. been. Yeah. So I didn't go that yeah. year. I think it was you guys went. It was I didn't when go we year. went yeah. for the wow. day trip. So, yeah, yeah. it was well, a Because at first ago. we met both Eric and Kartik at that, that first yes. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have created other games that we have talked about on our channel and our YouTube, um, Gardner and the Wild Vines. John, mm-hmm. I think yeah. you awesome. did the live stream on that yeah. one. You bet. Really Very fun game. game. They have a new game that they developed during another gaming jam, which is this thing where people come together for like a weekend and they produce a whole game in the crazy (laughs) nuts, but they produced one called void souls prologue. Now the game is going to be called void souls, but what they're giving away right now on steam for free is called void souls prologue. So go to steam immediately, look it up. You'll get to play it for free. There's probably 30 to 40 minutes of gameplay for a competent gamer. I had to be on the live stream for an hour and still didn't finish some bitch. <laughs> for a competent gamer. 
<laughs> I see why you made the distinction. <laughs> yes, it's a top-down game that's a dungeon crawler-esque kind of thing, and yeah. all of the shapes are extremely simple. I imagine part of this is based because they had to do this in that short, mm-hmm. compacted mm-hmm. time frame of right. the game jam, but all of the shapes are like neon little triangles or five-sided, like um, they look like baseball home plate symbols almost Mm -hmm, but immediately you get drawn in they have great directions one thing that finite reflection does all the time is when they're giving you the instructions during the tutorial part of the game Mm -hmm. they are super funny like one of the first instructions was don't button mash we swear to god don't button mash (laughs) (laughs) well there goes my style of play right Right. (laughs) Uh, they're very truthful with their instructions but they're also very funny I like the fact that when you're moving around this maze, everything is difficult and complicated. What I didn't like was I kept getting killed really quickly because I'm like Mo. I'm used to button mashing. <laughs> and I, so I kept having to go back to my origin point and the save point in the game. What I eventually found through the live stream is that when you get toward the end, you're in a jail. Everything is cell block A, cell block C, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, after you've gotten through the waves of guards, I'm assuming, you get to the prison warden and he's the big boss. And you have to learn how to, in the old style way of bosses in games, Mm -hmm. you have to dodge a lot of his attacks until you can get your attacks in. Okay. Like learning his movement patterns and attack patterns and stuff. Exactly. Wait for your opening. Now, I never killed him. I got close once or twice, but at that point, I was Mm -hmm. just worn out and tired. It was a super fun (laughs) game. It's free right now on Steam. If you don't go get a free game, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Maybe you're just not a (laughs) game player and you don't listen to the segment anyway, which is fine. But I really enjoy it. you're dead to George. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, At least in my game segment promos. I'm going to live stream when they come out with a full game, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm not sure when that is. If you haven't heard of Finite Reflections, they do have a Discord server. Just search for it on Discord, Finite Reflection. Mm -hmm. They're a wonderful group of people. They have a good, robust community over there. Super nice. If you're interested in this game, check out our live stream on our YouTube channel. Mo can put a link in the show notes for you. Oh, absolutely. But it is... It's my favorite game to play so far in a long time. Like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of games that I have and I just haven't even turned them back on again. I played them a few times for different reasons and haven't turned them back on. This game I've played multiple times since then. Okay. And it's, it's a a fun testimonial, right? Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, Much so. Very much so. Now that's a game that I found. That's a brand new game. John, you found something that's not just a brand new game, but it's also a really old game and it's also not a (laughs) game. It's also not a game, right? It's all those things and it's none of those things and it's all those things. You're right. Yeah. So I'm talking about, look, this is 2022. 50 years ago, in 1972, Atari, the corporation, was founded. And you, mm-hmm. we all know that we're living during the 50th anniversary celebration of Atari. And what I'm specifically talking about is, I hesitate to call it a game because it's so much more than that, though it's full of games. It's called Atari 50, the anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. So this package, it's re- it was released on PlayStation and on the Switch and on Steam, of course, on PC where I played it. So it is a game, but really it's a celebration of Atari. The, the primary interface are these series of timelines where look, you download the game, you buy it, you install it, and then normally you jump in and press start and start doing something. Well, 
the opening is welcome to Atari, jump into the origin of Atari and start down this timeline of like finding out how Pong was created and the story of Pong. And you go down a little bit. And here's a video where them talking about they found the original, you know, the, the original machine somewhere and interviews with developers and interviews mm-hmm. with industry experts. And like, and like David Crane, who left the company to form Activision, mm-hmm. is in this package because he was also an integral part of the early days of Atari, even though he defected and formed Activision, which is a whole other branch of the history of, of Atari. And inside of these timelines, you can talk about, you know, and the 2600 came out and combat was shipped with it. And there's a picture of the box and you can look at the box and spin it around and you mm-hmm. can hit the button and play combat. And you go further down the timeline, here's Asteroids. You can click in and play whatever games they had. Or you can just go to the list of games of which there's a hundred or more, I think, in there. Yeah, crazy. Ranging. And it's not just the 2600. It's the uh, arcade machines and the 5200 and the Atari 8-bit and the handheld Lynx and the Jaguar that came out in the 90s. And they talk about the Atari VCS. It has titles from across all of those. That's it's not the first time we've had an emulation package, but and I'm definitely going to leave something out about how cool this is, but any one of them you go into, yeah, you can play Outlaw, but you mm-hmm. can also remap the controls. You can look at the manual that's been scanned right in there, hmm. and you can play multiplayer with your, with your friend locally there together, or you can do a save state and come back later and jump into it. And all of that is integrated into the timeline where you're learning and celebrating the history of this pivotal Gen X era gaming company. The one thing that I want to just pop in here while you're talking about this, John, Mm -hmm. we have had a lot of opportunities and a lot of ways to play Atari 2600 over the years. Sure. We've got Stella the emulator. You can get stuff on grand old games. You can download your own ROMs and play from a thing like Launchbox and different Mm -hmm. emulation and front ends for decades. We've had them. Um, Hyperspin. Everybody has their own (laughs) different emulation front end. I'll say since 1972, this is the greatest front end for Atari Hmm. 2600 emulation ever. (laughs) It's incredible. And it's not just because you have these cool graphics or the slidey little things. It's the ways that you can get into game playing, but also the reverence that they show to the history of the 2600 and the people involved. And it's perfect because like you said earlier, the 2600, they're giving you a little historical thing can came packed in with combat and you can click that and you're playing combat. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. a brilliant piece of coding, brilliant front end. That's exactly what nostalgic gaming should be for every platform. If they ever do a 30 years of NES or Sega one, whatever the console was, anything that they're going to do, this is the company that should be doing it. And it was Digital Eclipse, right? Oh man, Digital and Eclipse. Oh yeah. You had them, They some of their people jumped in on our live stream. Yeah, like some of their yeah. head people, yeah. right? We were playing tanks. Mike yeah. Mika, the guy who's the CEO and a developer, he was on the stream, yeah. I mean, those that just shows you, because we're not, you know, we're not Linus Tech Tips. We're not Mr. Beast. But that guy <laughs> saw the live stream popping up. I think they retweeted your tweet. They did, yeah. And then they times. joined the live stream to see what Generation X people really thought of their creation. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need to put these guys in charge of all of those emulation platforms for anniversary things from here to the end of time. They're awesome. I think so. uh, yeah, I totally agree. And after as well, after watching John's many videos on yeah, yeah. <laughs> the various aspects of this, I purchased it. And let me tell you, if you jump right to the games, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're missing out on you're the context. Out. Yeah. Because like you said, Georgia, <laughs> you said it perfectly. You 
you get that nostalgia feel by going through that timeline and seeing when things came out. And even I, I read some of these histories and watched some of these videos because yeah, they were sure. really they're, they're not super long. They make their lengths. I think they made these things are perfect. Like they're just little bite sized yep. things. You can yep. get the information. Then you go and play the game. You know, I mean, <laughs> how it's and some of the games, admittedly are not that fun today's standards to play. But, but they're sure. part of the whole. They're exactly, part of the entire exactly. package, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, I played it. I'm like, oh, I remember original combat. But also don't forget that underneath the original combat, they had the new versions of the game. That's, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so there are two more things that are important yeah. to point out about this. We've talked about the nostalgia fact is there. And in fact, they're celebrating the company, not just the games, but the company and the history and that legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are, I think, five new titles that they're called reimagined titles. Uh, one of them, as you said, is based on tanks called Quadra Tank, which is a mm-hmm. four people simultaneous. We had a live stream just on Quadra Tank where we were all playing together. A lot of fun. That was the one you referenced, George. They have one called Vector Sector that is a mashup of all of those vector games oh. like Asteroids and Star Wars and Battlezone and Lunar Lander. And it's not just, oh, let's make a game that's like vector games. Like they didn't cheat. They didn't use sprites. They drew lines from point to point. Things scale in a vector. Right. And it's just like an arcade game it feels just like it's a it's a high score chase there's more i, I can't talk about all of it because it's enormous there's so much to see we did a few live streams on it we've done a lot of coverage of it if you are a gen xer who cares at all about atari this thing is 40 dollars. i was like 40 dollars. now oh, i'm like yeah i robbed you this thing is easily worth a couple hundred dollars there's that much enjoyment and fun yeah. and nostalgia in it i got away with steel at 40 bucks it's fantastic i was really hoping it was going to be part of the steel autumn sale that's going yeah. on right now. It's not, unfortunately. It's a little too new. Yeah, a little yeah. too new. But or they also realize that people will pay. I've got some of my other stuff on my wish list that are, so it feels like if I bundle it with those, it feels like I'm getting a discount, <laughs> even though a I'm discount. not. Yeah. Use the money I saved on this to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So definitely, Mo, I will give you a link to throw in the oh, yeah. show notes there. It's not hard to find. And I'll throw you at least your videos, too. Everybody's covering it. Some of the videos, of course. But yours is the best. I mean, come on, let's be real. Oh, God, thank you. Thank yeah, you. At, least, at least check it out if you're an Atari fan. It's really great and I think you're going to enjoy it. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Pressbox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Pressbox Access. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Merry Christmas from Payless. Merry Christmas. Atari owners win again. Save on sports strategy and action games like Pac-Man, Defender, and Berserk. Your choice, $24.88. Plus Star Raiders at $29.88. Choose from Street Racer, Space Wars, Surround, Football, Bowling, all just $7.99 each. Hurry in for the savings. The more games you buy, the more you save. Before we wind up this triumphant return uh, back to the podcast here in December, uh, we always like to take a few minutes here toward the end to talk about the things we're looking at or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together, which is just in a couple of weeks. Why don't we start with you, George? What do you have on the horizon? Yeah, well, uh, first thing I'm looking forward to is figuring out a little bit more about the new T-Mobile platform that I'm on, Mm -hmm. learning about the signal in my town and working with them to get the most out of the 
package that we paid for. Uh, right after that, though, there's a new movie coming out, and I saw the trailer for it on that movie, The Menu, that I talked about earlier. It's called mm-hmm. Empire of Light. It's this period piece, romantic drama kind of thing about a group of people that run a movie theater. And as much as I love movies, that part of the description alone had me hooked. But it's got a lot of great people in it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's an English-based film. um, And I mean from England, not the language. Mm -hmm. It looks like a blast. It's coming out on December 9th. But right before that... What I think is actually the spiritual successor to Die Hard is coming out on December 2nd, <laughs> Violent Night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, this thing looks good yeah. and gruesome and hilarious. Everything at the same time. It's got our favorite sheriff from Stranger Things oh, as yeah, Santa Claus. <laughs> I buy it. It just looks really fun. It's what Die Hard 2 should have been. And I just watched both Die Hard and Die Hard 2 in preparation for the holidays. And this should have been Die Hard 2 a long time oh. ago. This is awesome. What about you, John? You got anything you're looking forward to? Probably not since, you know, we're we're back doing this again. This is all you really yeah, care about. I have so much to look forward to. It's, uh, it's I all also had Violent Night on my list when I saw you had it there. I'm like, yes, that looks mm-hmm. it looks like some kind of a weird whenever people juxtapose Christmas with something else, with horror or, uh, you know, mystery or whatever, that's always interesting to me. And expanding on the mythos of Santa Claus, I think that's just fertile ground and it's fun. Yeah. In addition to that, I've started getting into Twitch a little more. So Twitch is a platform we've not spent a lot of time on. So I've started doing a little Twitch streaming. If you don't follow us on Twitch, we could certainly use your follow over there. It's free. It's like being a friend on Facebook or subscribing on YouTube. Head over to uh, genxgrownup.com slash Twitch and click that follow button and you'll be notified when we're doing something over there. We've been doing some, we've been streaming stuff from the Atari 50, actually. We did one, Just Real Sports Football, Just Real Sports Baseball. We've been going through the sports. It's just another place that we're trying to expand. Now that I'm working full-time on Gen X Grown Up, it's an area that I didn't have time really to devote to and I'm working on that too. Uh, The media I'm looking forward to, uh, just saw the other day and it was intriguing to me, called The Tetris Murders. Mm. Was that title specifically written for you to want to see this movie? Movie. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> this is coming out December 5th over on uh, Investigation Discovery. It's a three-part docu-series. I don't know how much you know about it. I dug in a little bit. I'm like, what are Tetris murders? I don't get it. Everybody's heard of Alexei Pejitnov, I think, is the guy who's credited with inventing Tetris. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I just recently watched the Toys That Made America, uh, that yes. series. And right. they talked about puzzles. They talked about Rubik's Cube and Tetris and uh, Jenga, Jenga together. Mm-hmm. And so you got to see these two guys working together. It was a Alexei Pajitnov and his partner, Vladimir Pokilko. Okay. I believe I'm saying his name right. So they work together to kind of design Tetris. And Pokilko is often considered the like co-creator of Tetris. What I didn't know was that in 1989, when he was living in California, his software company went downhill and he murdered his wife and son and killed himself on the heels of terrible things going on in the software industry all around, uh, bouncing off of the amazing success of Tetris. And so it's it's a personal story around a gaming figure, not so much about the game, but it looked really interesting to me. So December 5th, Investigation Discovery. uh, I think it's all dropping on the same day, all three episodes. So interesting stuff, true crime. That's always interesting to me. So looking forward to that. Mo, what do you got coming on the horizon? Let's see a few movies like, oh, well, first off, yeah, Violent Night, all that. So as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'm seeing it. I don't care how bad it is. (laughs) But a couple of movies 
movies are coming out. One's called Bones and All. Have you guys uh-huh. heard of this yes. one? Yes. That it looks, looks creepy. Weird, creepy. I have to see it. It's like when I'm watching it, I saw the trailer. I'm like disturbing. It's about people who are like cannibals, mm-hmm. but they can't help being cannibals. It's like it's like impulsive. Like vampires or, some re- or something? Yeah. Yeah, there's weird. some sort of thing. And basically this young girl realized she's one and she's just basically trying to survive and finds out there's a whole society of them. I, I just, that's just what I got mm. from the trailer. Creepy. It sucked me in. I'm definitely going to go see this movie. Another one's a show on Netflix that dropped called 1899. I don't know if you guys have heard mm. of this Oh, yeah. One. That just dropped a little while ago. Yeah, it just dropped a little while yeah. ago. Yeah. I saw the first few episodes and it's one of these, it reminds me of Lost, like early days of Lost, except okay. better, quite honestly. <laughs> better. Yeah, okay. it's like they're all on a passenger cruise ship and they they get a signal from a disappeared passenger right. cruise ship. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's yeah. like, it's 1899, obviously. And right. it's like one of these giant steamboat things, like Titanic kind of boats that go across and the same company lost a ship four months earlier. And so mm-hmm. it's now later and they start getting a signal from that ship. And so the captain's like, oh no. And of course they spend a lot of time on backstories. They go to the ship, obviously, because they have to help a ship. Mm-hmm. There's nobody on the ship. Like, okay. nobody. But the thing is that this is before, like, automated technology. So, like, who is sending the signal? There's time travel. There's weird shit. There's, I mean, it's it's just the first couple of episodes, I'm like, I was, it was hard for me not to see the next episode, like, right away. Yeah. And, and they all they get a message was they find the other ship, just to give you a hit, is a two-letter thing from the company. It says, sink ship. <laughs> sink ship. That's all it said. <laughs> this should not be here. Get rid of it. Yeah, okay. sink ship. Yeah, you it know. feels like an ancient version of a horizon yeah yeah kind of sort of hmm sort of kind of parallel but the thing i'm most looking forward to is a show that dropped actually a couple days ago on um november 23rd wednesday yeah not today the show (laughs) wednesday they dropped it on a wednesday which makes perfect sense tim burton back again it's about Wednesday Adams as okay. a, a teenager mm-hmm. and her kind of going through teenage life, basically. And let me tell you, the actress they have playing it, Jenna Ortega, I don't know if you know her. Mm-mm. One, she showed up for the, the interview, like for the audition, covered in fake blood. Here's a character <laughs> who, who's, like, she's an actress who's in it. She is phenomenal in this role. Okay. Because Wednesday Adams must be very unemotional. Right. So she is very stoic, but she's still able to convey a lot of emotion, even being very stoic. Like you just see it behind the eyes kind of thing, full of amazing one-liners that people are going to be using. I mean, you know, they talk about how like, oh, this school, we like our students to be well-rounded. She's like, I prefer to be sharp and pointy. You know, it's, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just a million one-liners like that throughout the whole thing. It seems super smart. Plus Tim Burton, you know, I haven't seen anything from him and I can't tell you right. how long and it just captures all the weird creepiness and i will tell you one thing about the show in this world is that the world that the adam's family exists in people know about werewolves and vampires they're common okay and that's the world they live in it's just this happens to be a school where they all kind of go because they're sort of outcasts a really great show i i just said i've watched two first two episodes already actually so well worth it and i'm waiting to just i'm looking forward to just watching the rest of them yeah you said it, george we're overflowing with stuff we're kind of like backlogged with things that you know we haven't been talking say, in a yeah. while or- looking forward segment was longer than our damn media <laughs> segment. It turned into another media segment because there's yeah, so kinda. much to squeeze in. Oh, there's so much coming up. It's great to be back. Before we leave, I've got to take just a minute here. Since uh, since the change in my employment status and my double down here on Gen X Grown Up, so many people have reached out to us on Patreon and so many that I'm spreading them out over a few episodes because I have so many people to talk about. I need to thank a couple of brand new patrons, Matt D and Cat O, who jumped in as brand new patrons. They're like, hey, we listen, we watch, whatever, but we see what you're doing and you're, you're working really hard at it. We want to yeah. support you. And they jumped in. Was this the same cat that we had the email from? earlier it is yeah same cat oh, okay same cat now a patron 
Uh, and a couple of longtime patrons, Marcus, Marcus T, and John, that's John with an H, John H, <laughs> upgraded their status to a higher tier. They're like, oh, we already support you, awesome. we want to support you more. And, uh, and, and legit now, this is like paying the bills for a while. We're, we're trying to make a go of this. It means the world to us. If you want to join those people and support what we're doing, there's never been a better time. We so appreciate that. Just head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup and you can join that roster of incredible human beings. It means so much to us. And more coming. We'll talk about in the next few episodes episodes. A lot of people sending out love to us. All right. That is going to wrap it up for this episode. However, next week is our backtrack. It's where we pick a, a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Uh, this time it's not so much a nostalgic topic, <laughs> but it's that time of year where we're looking. It's the geek gift guide of 2022. For the last several years, we've looked through the eyes of guys like us, Gen Xers. What kind of gifts might be good to get the geek in your life who are nerds like us, maybe? That's coming your way next week. So we really hope you will join us for that one. Until then, I'm I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know, I appreciate you, buddy. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though, we all appreciate most of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. I wonder how that phrase got started. Why would anybody jump into meat? Let's <laughs> jump into the meat. Let's, let's not explore that too deeply. <laughs> In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 